Introducing Bluehost Cloud, ultra-fast WordPress hosting with 100% uptime. Want a website with unmatched power, speed, and control? Of course you do. And now you can have all three with Bluehost Cloud, the new web hosting plan from Bluehost. With 100% uptime and incredibly speedy load times, your WordPress websites will be dependable and lightning fast on a global scale. Plus, your sites can handle even the biggest traffic spikes without going down or lagging. And with Bluehost Cloud, you get 24-7 WordPress priority support, meaning you're connected to WordPress experts anytime you need them. Not to mention, you automatically get daily backups and world-class security. So, what are you waiting for? Get Bluehost Cloud today by visiting bluehost.com. That's bluehost.com. What's up, everyone, and welcome to another special episode of IndiePod, where we get to talk to the people behind some of our favorite indie games. Today, we have Rune Drewson with us, Chief Operating Officer and Co-Founder of Triband, the company responsible for a delightful game known as What the Golf. Rune, thank you so much for taking time out of your busy day to hang out. It's a pleasure to be here. <laughs> I'm super happy uh, that you said that. I'm super excited also to talk about this game. But before we get into that, uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. You know, you're a, a chief operating officer. What does that really mean? And since you're a co-founder of Triband, what has the journey been like, you know, going from uh, trying to build out your own game to now being able to successfully launch it on the Nintendo Switch? Yeah, well, when we started out uh, four years ago, is it four years? I think it's four years. We were only we were only like three guys and uh, hence the name Triband. And we consider ourselves like more like a band than a indie studio because like a uh, Bands are cool, right? And uh, game developers are not cool. So, uh, <laughs> so we started a company, and uh, we actually pitched a game for someone who made a motion capture suit, and they asked us uh, to do a game for it, and uh, we were super excited at that point. But the game never uh, took off, unfortunately. So we started on, on another game, which was called uh, Keyboard Sports, which basically was a tribute to the keyboard. Um, and it was available on the Humble Monthly. And somebody saw that and asked us again if we were interested in doing another game. And we were like, yeah, sure, why not? And then we started uh, to develop uh, What the Golf. And at that point, our company had grown for like uh, from three persons to, wow, four persons <laughs> and then, Ooh, big expansion very big expansion and then we actually started on our three year long journey to create what the gulf very cool very cool and tell me a little bit more about uh what your particular role is within the company <laughs> yeah, yeah well my title is uh, chief marketing officer so uh, i should be in charge of all the uh, the marketing and stuff like that but mm -hmm. since, since it's a small company and we grow from three person to like 13 persons, everybody still does a lot of everything. Um, so we basically just uh, picked our own titles. So we would look cool when we would go to conferences and stuff like that. So it seemed like we were a cool company that were actually on top of our shit. 
Right, right. Gotta gotta <laughs> give that uh, that appeal. Make it look like you know what you're doing. Precisely, precisely. Yeah. <laughs> Moving on to the game. So uh, I love the tagline. It's a game for people who hate golf. Now <laughs> yeah. that's that's a great way to tease. You know what they can actually expect from the game. But for those who haven't tried the game out, tell me a little bit about what the golf is. To begin with, we were actually not sure we should have that tagline so i'm i'm super happy that you like it because <laughs> hate, hate is such a strong word uh, so uh, when we just tried out in the beginning it it didn't have the hate in it i think it was uh, for people who dislike golf but i'm super happy that we ended up with the hate since uh, the internet seems to be full of hate at the moment so uh, it, <laughs> you gotta it, stick it, with <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah, so we picked that uh, tagline, and well, the game is it's 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 actually it's a game that looks like a golf game, but it's not a golf game at all. It's more like a puzzle game or something like that. It's it's a game that pretends to be a golf game, but uh, it's really not. It's all mm-hmm. about uh, uh, surprises and small puzzles and stuff like that. Right, right. It's it's supposed it's supposed to make the people go uh, what the fuck, but. Uh, <laughs> When they played, but of course we can't call a game that, so we called it "What the Golf." That makes sense. Yeah, censorship yeah. is a is a big thing here, especially in the states. Uh, I don't know about where you're at, but I'm sure it probably wouldn't fly if it was just called "What the Fuck." No. <laughs> so going a little bit deeper into that, uh, an extra part of that tagline is it's a game for people who hate golf, but it was a, a game that was made by people who know nothing about golf. True. Um, so don't get me wrong. I'm very happy that this game came into existence. But you know, listening to that sentence, why did the team ever feel the need to even create this game? Uh, well, the funny thing was that we knew we wanted to create a game, but at that point we weren't sure what game we wanted to create. We always talk a lot about games at the, at the office. And uh, it turned out that nobody in the office actually liked golf games at all um which was funny and we so it started out with us being very certain that our next game should definitely not be a golf game but then again we started to say like what if it was a golf game can't we make a golf game that we would actually enjoy like and then we started to discuss if anybody knew the rules of the of golf and we knew some words from golf but we didn't knew the rules so we just like we tried just brainstorming on top of that, like what is a driving range and uh, <laughs> what's this thing about holes in ones and eagles and birdies and albatross. It seems like birds are super important in golf. <laughs> I'm surprised there's not more in what the golf. Yeah, so am I actually. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> you were very right when you you like you hit the mark by saying it's a game that's it's trying to be a golf game, but not really at all. It's almost like a mask on top of a ton of other games. Uh, it has one core mechanic, but it one of my favorite things about this game is how much inspiration that it pulls from other games and genres. Now, I won't name uh, any of the main games that, that come to mind just for spoiler sake, because I, I think one of the best parts about this game is that discovery factor of being like, oh man, this is in here? They're, they're doing this? Um, so I don't want to ruin that part, but you know, with all of those different game types, it makes me think what that process was like. Uh, was it just, you know, everyone sitting around saying like, hey, this is my favorite game. I want to put this 
into what the golf, I want to make, you know, an, an homage to this, or was there a deeper meaning or, or reason of why certain styles were picked over another? It's actually funny because the game started out in a completely different direction. We had this idea that we wanted to do like a game that made fun of uh, Dark Souls, and it was called Golf versus Evil, the Dark Holes of Mini Golf. And we started working on that, and it just seemed too gloomy and too depressive for us, and we really wanted something that was more light and funny. So we kind of uh, scrapped that idea and started on uh, several other ideas. And we kept on continuing to focus on like, no, that's this is not it and we can make it better and let's start over. So I think we, had th we rebooted the whole thing three times. And then mm -hmm. the in, in the end, we basically came down with this idea that uh, there was this secret lab where people were trying to discover golf or at least trying to make it funny. So you kind of explore this hidden lab in the game, but it's it's very subtle and the story is only there if you look for it. But like it's it's filled with all these different uh, levels or experiments and, and the way we created those were basically just to do like one long game jam and come with, mm -hmm. up with as many ideas as possible. And some of them would look great on paper, but when you made them, they would be rubbish. And some would be the other way around. Like some would look in, uh, insanely stupid on paper, but when you put it down, it, the mechanics and everything worked well. So I think in the, in the end, we ended up with around 500 uh, different prototypes of levels and stuff like that. And then, uh, well, then it's, then it's the, then it's then comes to hard times because then you need to kill your darlings because you only want the good <laughs> stuff in the game. So right, yeah. You know, you spent a lot of time, I'm sure, working on certain levels. Is there ever going to be something like a you know the lost levels collection or something for those people <laughs> who are asking for more? You know. Yeah. At, at, well, at the moment, we are actually working on more levels for the Apple Arcade, which was one of the platforms that we released on very early. And I'm, I'm, I'm very confident that uh, that will that next level patch here would uh, make people happy. But uh, basically, it's just giving you more of of the silliness. But I think we could also like take it in a more mad direction and a more creative direction. And I really want, to, or at least one of the patches we talked about doing for fun levels would be like something like the Alice in Wonderland uh, patch where you can be, uh, be, do really crazy stuff. And uh, there's a lot of good, a lot of good references there in that. Nice. Uh, in that thing. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure, I'm sure things could get really trippy in an Alice in Wonderland themed uh, level of what the golf. Yeah. We talked to a lot of uh, journalists about the game, and one of the things that uh, that people always ask us is like, how how do you come up with so much silly stuff? And one of the things that we always say is that we just look too deep into the golf hole, and the golf hole looks <laughs> back at us. So, yeah, very very <laughs> clever. <laughs> How is uh, so? How much of of that inspiration is coming from the team itself, or? Are you also picking ideas from the actual community that you've built? You know, those fans from What the Golf. I know at the end of the game, you mention, "Hey, join our Discord server." There's a channel for suggestions. You know, how much is 
actually coming from the fans themselves and and taking ideas and how much is uh you know you already having that and and building upon those ideas well it's 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 always interesting when you ask the fans like what do you want uh, i think mm -hmm. one of the the most important things uh, in the future like we we had all this uh, like a a lot of people talked about games as a service would be the next big thing, but I actually right. think that we're kind of moving on to game development as a service. So you kind of need to involve the fans and make sure that they are on par with the game in a certain way, and they need to bring them in. But the problem is that not all of their ideas are great, and a lot of the ideas are actually kind of the same ideas that you already got. So mm -hmm. in the beginning, uh, on, at least on our Discord server, people would suggest things that we already tried, and then we could just show them like a quick prototype, like, uh, could we golf uh, a pumpkin? Ah, sure, you mean like this? And they would go, oh my God, you code so fast. How did you do that? And we were just like, not telling them we already did it like, <laughs> just looking before. like superstars <laughs> yeah, yeah super pros yeah unfortunately we're not doing that anymore because like uh, we're super busy with like everything even though we're more people in the office like uh, i think we don't get so much time to hang out in the discord which is such a shame because it's always fun to interact with the community right right i'm sure well it's still interesting that at least you know that feedback loop is there uh for when you're not as busy but i'm sure you 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 all have a lot of things going on you just recently actually got the game onto the switch um can we expect it to be launching on other platforms or are we sticking with you know the ones that we have at this point Oh, yeah, uh, that's a good question. I think uh, we, we at least need to pick uh, one other platform. So and I, and I don't know if we're going to pick the PS4 or if we're going with the Xbox. I actually think it it's all down to the big companies and what kind of deals we can make with them. Right. A, lot of, a lot of game development is actually about making good deals and it's super boring, but it's just stuff that you, <laughs> it's, it's stuff that you need to do because when you have a burn rate with 13 people working for you, you need to make sure that there's a future for them in the company. Right. The company can grow and yeah, thrive. And, and, and those business deals are part of it. Yeah, I'm sure. Unfortunately, the the games industry is not just uh, you know super fun, just video no. games all the time. <laughs> it's not just fun and games, unfortunately. Going back to uh, the actual level, so the Alice in Wonderland idea, I think, is is super cool. Um, as far as new content or the next steps for for what the golf and triban in general are are there other ideas of you know will there be a what the golf two are we just worrying about you know taking it one step at a time and and creating levels on those different platforms is there going to be more of a, a story involved with that um, you know what what does the future look for uh, look like for what the golf. Um... It's a good question because uh, a, a lot of the a lot of the inspiration that we get and uh, a lot of a lot of the passion that we have are actually by exploring uh, new areas like we we like to go where nobody has been before so we like to explore the map so to speak so if you have the map of what's what's already been made we we would like to do something that's 
nobody has made before. So you would never see us do a plus one game or something like that because I, I think that's very boring. I think it's mm-hmm. very, it's, I think it's super important when you have a medium, and that could be I don't know a comic or it could be. Um, it could be computer games. I think it's super important that you actually explore what that medium can do and no other medium can do like that. So you need to like build on top of what's possible. So in a way, I'm, I, I, I always think that we should move uh, the, bo- the boundaries of uh, computer games and like figure out what to do next and uh, how to, yeah, uh, go where no man's been before, and it's like, like, yeah, like no man no, has golfed before. Precisely, something like that. So, <laughs> I, I would, I, I would hate doing like what the golf two. Mm-hmm. If 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 we need to come up with something, it should be something clever, and of course, it can be in the same style or in in the same um, I don't know uh, universe or uh, law or whatever you can call it. But I think we should, I think we need to move in another direction. And I, at the moment, we're trying different prototypes and different uh, ways of approaching this. But I don't think anything is set in stone yet. But uh, I'm pretty sure. That when we find that it's something that we will be excited to to make because I think it's super important that the team are having fun with it because mm-hmm. you as a player can see uh, the love and affection that uh, a game that is poured into a game when you play it and I think that's very important. Yeah, no, I I 100% agree. You can definitely see that when you're playing with the golf. Um, Going uh, back to building that community, uh, I do have a quick question because we have a segment on our podcast that we normally talk about crowdfunding campaigns, and we'll talk about an indie game that someone is trying to uh, crowdfund. So we often talk about Kickstarter because that's one of the main areas that you see indie uh, like indie games come from, but then they have fig.co. Uh, and that one's a little less frequent, and I often equate it to being a little bit more stringent as to get in to FIG. Can you tell me a little bit about, you know, what the crowdfunding process was like for you and, you know, what it was like working with FIG? We actually got approached by FIG, and they, they I, I, I don't wow. remember how, how, how they saw our game. I think they probably played it at a conference somewhere. And then they asked us if we wanted to do a fake campaign, and we we're like, "Yeah, sure." And, <laughs> and, and and the big problem here was that we didn't need the money, but we we really wanted to build that community because at that point we didn't have any. Like the first game we sold was hidden away in in the humble monthly, so it was super hard to get your hands on. So we were thinking, like, if we can build this army of lovers uh, on a crowdfunding campaign, it would be amazing. So uh, little did we know that it's super hard work to do uh, a crowdfunding campaign, and uh, it it means it needs a lot of maintenance and love and care, and um, and uh, I'm not sure we would do it. Again, at least we wouldn't do it that way that we did. But like to begin with, we went into it very open-minded and we were like, oh, this is going to be easy and it's just us goofing around. And all of a sudden it became very serious, but like in a fun way still. But there were so many assets that you had to upload and you had to answer emails and you had to make different tiers. And what if you, how many, like, 
what if they give us uh, $10? What should they get then? Stuff like that. Mm-hmm. It was it was a fun thing to make, but it was also a hard thing to make. Uh, but I think it paid off in the end because it was basically uh, because of Fig that we did our Discord server, and it was because of Fig that we got like most of the passion people inside and to join our servers. And in the beginning, we very much used our Discord server as a place where we tested prototypes. So I think it's in the end it turned out great. But you just need to understand that it's hard work and it's uh, it's something that you need to uh, you don't like just get some money and then you can sit back and enjoy the show that's 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 just not how it works <laughs> yeah no it, it makes a lot of sense because you know a lot of people when they see the these different kickstarters uh they're always thinking about just trying to get to that next stretch goal or trying to you know get that uh that amount of money to to actually be able to fund it but you'll see that you know there are some people who are doing this just for that that community because without that you know who's going to be that advocate of the game once you actually launch the game it there's so many games coming out right now it's easy to fall under the radar but with that backing of you know the thousands of people that you have right there you know you might be missing out because they're not buying the game at full price but hey you have all these people that can tell their friends or you know the friends of their friends and and so on and it just keeps going and i think that's super important because like uh, them getting the game with a discount like in the big picture that shouldn't affect your game sales at all it should mm-hmm. actually just increase the game sales because as you said they're gonna tell their friends they're gonna tell their mother they're gonna tell whatever and i think that's 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 the good thing about a kickstarter you get you get uh, good fans and passionate people and if you have success you're pretty sure they're going to tell everybody that they were part of that success that makes sense yeah no uh, i'm i mean it looks like it uh, did really well the game seems to be doing fine so i would say that it was well worth it i think it was well worth it and i also think that it was actually one of the reasons that we got picked up by the, by epic because they saw that crowdfunding campaign and, and went and said hey we need that in in our store so we got approached by them and got a huge trunk load of money that we could swim in and then we, had, <laughs> we could just go oh my god now the now we can really staff up and we can actually make this happen and we can secure the studio for the next two years no problem that was pretty yeah. amazing yeah, I'm glad that worked out for you. Did you have any, um, a lot of developers uh, recently have been getting a good amount of pushback with people making that decision to not go to Steam and to go to Epic. Did you, did your team receive any of that kind of, you know, negativity or was there any uh, nasty remarks that came your way because of that? Of course we did. That's that's what the internet is all about these days. It's not those uh, funny flash games that you saw in the 90s anymore. Now it's just people being jerks uh, about nothing. And of course we got that. And 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 of course like but basically the way we did it was that we kind of approached Epic and said we will only do this deal if we can actually send the steam key to all our backers and you need to be okay with that. And they were like, "That's mm. fine. That's, you can you can give your backers a, a Steam key as long as you don't sell it on uh, on Steam for one year." And we were like, "Okay, oh. we're cool with that." 
So oh, in that's there, interesting. So, so people so, actually have it on Steam then. Sorry to cut yeah, you off. Yes, they actually have it on Steam and played on Steam, but you can't buy it on Steam. So it's if you see somebody playing What the Golf on Steam, it's because they are a backer. Ah, wow, that's really cool. I didn't I didn't know that was even a thing. But that I mean, it's nice that at least they were okay with that kind of contract. Yeah, but yeah, I think it was the right decision but of course then a lot of people got offended because they were like looking forward to it to coming to the steam and everything but like right the good news is hopefully in october it's there and then you can play it and it's even better <laughs> exactly it's got all all the new features and whatnot um speaking of new features can you tell me a little bit about the uh the newest one that came to the switch the switch actually has a co-op mode i hear well, it's it's more like a, a versus mode, so a versus mode. But uh, when we when we did it, uh, like a lot of like uh, as soon as you release a game, people will go like if you release a game on PC, people would go when are you releasing on Switch, and then when you release mm -hmm. on Switch, people will say when are you re releasing on PlayStation, and when are you releasing on Xbox, and then. Uh, somebody in the back would always go what about linux and uh, that that that's just how it goes but like we knew to begin with that uh, the switch was a very very good match for for what the golf because it's mm -hmm. very very wacky and it's easy to pick up and it's actually a game that's made so you can play both with your kids and your mother so uh, we knew that we had to create something for the Switch that would fit it even better. So we were really looking into doing like, uh, how can we do some kind of a local multiplayer or couch play? And we developed a, a versus mode, uh, which is as wacky as the game and as surprising as the game. And we kind of developed these four characters that you can be, and it turned out that people really love them. So I think we need to use them more in the in the next part of the game because uh, people just love characters. I don't know if, if it's because of Animal Crossing or whatever, but characters are great. Everybody needs something to latch on to. They need that icon. <laughs> yeah, that's true. One of the last questions I want to ask, I want to be respectful of your time, um, but I always try to ask this of all the different people that I interview. Um, when you're thinking about the independent game space, uh, do you have any advice for those who might want to run their own company or might want to create their own game, be a solo dev or be, you know, part of a team? Anything that you wish you had known before getting to where you are now? I think a lot of a lot of starting your own business is actually about courage. And you need to be a bit stupid also because you need to say <laughs> I have so much passion for this idea that I'm just going to go with it no matter what. And also a very important thing when you do this is that you need to remember when you're dying, when you're lying on your deathbed, uh, getting ready to be shoved in a hole. Uh, I'm pretty sure you will never think back on uh, the things that you did. You will always think back on the things that you never did. So it's important that you do it and you might fail, but if you fail, it's good because it'll uh, teach you stuff and uh, make you better. But I think actually, if I'm not sure I would start a game company today, like I think <laughs> the competition is fierce and all that, but like if you have the passion and if you really want to do it, I think you should do it. But uh, it's 
it's important that you do it with the heart and not with your wallet because it's not going to make you rich at all. Like if you want to make money fast, then make a career in McDonald's or something like that. Maybe, maybe a 7-Eleven or whatever. At least <laughs> don't, don't go into game, game dev. And you need to have that fire in your eyes. And if, if you have that fire in your eyes, I think then it's cool because then you can actually go and approach uh, publishers and convince them uh, that your idea is great. And I'm not saying you should do that necessarily, but because sometimes it can be great if you can manage to do a game without a publisher. But if, if, if you need a publisher, I think the most important thing that you have is that passion and that fire in your heart. And it's, it's, it's so important that you can actually explain the game to your mother and not just to your gaming friends. I think it's, uh, if you can do that, then you're probably onto something. Very cool. I think that totally makes sense. You got to have courage. You got to be somewhat stupid enough to, to jump blindly into something and uh, you got to be able to explain it. And uh, I actually, like when I started my own company to begin with, I, I talked to my, uh, my dad-in-law and he had been running his own company for years. And he said, uh, listen here, Rune, it's super easy to get success. If you want to start your own company, you just need to remember three rules. And I say, okay, tell me the three rules. And he said, well, the first rule is you, you got to keep your appointments. And the second rule is you got to keep your appointment. And the third rule is if you can't keep your appointment, tell it to people. And if, if you do those three rules, you'll have a success. And I was like, are you stupid? That sounds, <laughs> that sounds so lame. And I actually followed his rules and it turned out it's correct because if you can do those things, people will remember and they will come back to you. Mm-hmm. So, so that person that you approached at some point and convinced him about your game, he might not be a hotshot at the moment but he might actually turn out to have another job two years later on. And then he'll remember that you honored your agreement and stuff like that. And now he's in a bigger, a better position and then he can give you a better deal. Yeah, that makes sense. Don't burn your bridges, everyone. Precisely. And be nice to people because the people that you're meeting on the way up is also the people that you're going to meet on the way down. That's... (laughs) That's very true. For those listening, you can get What the Golf on the Epic Game Store for PC, iOS, and as we mentioned just last week, it even came to the Nintendo Switch. Once again, Rune, thank you so much for coming on today. Uh, best of luck to you and the team. Please stay safe out there. It was my pleasure. Take care, everyone. Thank you for listening. <laughs>